This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Whiskey, Jazz, and Leadership Podcast. Subscribe now so you don't miss a drop of straight talk you can't get anywhere else. We discuss the whiskeys to drink, music to listen to, and what it really takes to be an effective leader. I'm your host, Galen Bingham, the leadership strategist. Tonight's guest, former NFL player, Marcus Ogden. Hey, what you drink? Okay, so we're going to keep going. We're going to keep going. I, I know that you have just really enjoyed the last conversations that we've had. And this one is going to be a little different, right? So this is a little different cat that I'm going to be talking to uh, because um, although he's in the speaking industry now and he's doing some coaching now, I can be on record for saying and be very, very comfortable saying this is the first person we've had on the show that's got a history in the NFL. So this is like this is like a real a real dude, right? This is a real dude, former NFL uh, warrior on the gridiron. And uh, with that, let's get into this conversation. And uh, Marcus, welcome to the show, my man. Welcome to Whiskey, Jazz, and Leadership. Appreciate it, Gail. Thanks for having me on, my friend. Hey, man. We, hey, I got a lot. I got a lot to ask you because, like I said, I, I know a couple of people who have been in the NFL, but we haven't we haven't brought them into the show, right? So you're going to be the first one to share with my with my listeners what it's like to live the kind of life that you've lived. But the first question, and some people will say it's the most important question: What you drinking? Uh, good question, Gail. I'm just drinking some water right now, man. I've worked out today, and I've got my daughter here with me, and all that kind of stuff. So you know, gotta be responsible, you know. And then maybe later in the night, when the daughter's asleep, might get a little tangeray or something popping off. But right now, it's just some good old fashioned H uh, two O. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, see, you know, those those athletes. Once an athlete, always an athlete, right? So you working out, and you got to rehydrate. I get it. I get it. And so that just means that I got to come extra strong to keep the integrity of this podcast, right? It's 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 whiskey, jazz and leadership. So uh I you know, I just got introduced to this brand new one. It's it's Clyde Mays and I know you guys listening, you're like you're saying Clyde Mays is not new. Well, Clyde Mays so this is single barrel, uh straight bourbon whiskey. Uh, this is 115 proof. So this is some big boy stuff. 
Mm. And it's age six years. And, you know, I'm just, uh, you know, I'm kind of wandering around in the store looking for something special, looking for something different. And this this caught my eye. And I first cracked this open during the Super Bowl. And mm. so I felt that it would be appropriate to crack this open again when I bring in uh, someone who's been a lot closer to playing in the Super Bowl than I have. So let's go ahead and crack this open. We're going to go ahead and get this started. Let's go. Yeah, this is this is this is some grown folk stuff. This this is grown <laughs> folk stuff, and I don't recommend getting into this without training wheels. Uh, I'm going to enjoy this uh, as I listen to you share a little bit about your background and a little bit about this journey that you've been on. Because, as I said in the beginning, th there have been a lot of people who've who've taken this step into the speaking industry. And I know a little bit about that. So there's a lot of pathways. There's a lot of, a lot of roads that can get you there. Uh, mm -hmm. But I don't know that I've met many people that have come through the professional sports avenue as the road to getting here. And I know that your journey has not been a straight line. So talk us mm -hmm. through those curves and just kind of bring us up to this conversation as I enjoy some Clyde uh, Mays barrel proof. Sound like a plan. So I'm from Washington, D.C. originally, went to St. John's College High School, where Kevin Plank, who owns Under Armour, went to high school, then went to Howard University, uh, the Mecca in Washington, D.C. You know, my father played at Howard as a bison himself. He was awesome. It was phenomenal. And, you know, I got a scholarship there, carried on the bloodline as an Ogden playing football at Howard, which was amazing. Uh, had a great time at Howard. You know, I was a four-year starter. I registered my first year. I was a four-year starter at offensive tackle for the Bison. Played right tackle, left tackle, moved to center for the last six games of my senior year uh, when our starting center blew his knee. So the last six games, I just played center because I was the only guy that nobody else wanted to do it. Nobody else could do it but me. So did that. Had a great career at Howard. Got drafted to the National Football League out of Howard. I'm the first, and I'm still today the only offensive lineman ever drafted from Howard University to the National Football League. And it was phenomenal. I had a lot of great time, a lot of great experience. I really enjoyed it. And I ended up, you know, having almost a six-year career in the National Football League. But like a lot of athletes, when it's time to move on, uh, whether you want to move on like Tom Brady or Peyton Manning or Eli Manning or you're forced out like most of us are, it's hard. And that transition was really hard. Galen was like, man, what do you do next? And what's in it for you and what's in it for your family and what's in it? This was, you know, what's in it for you in life? Like, what are you going to do next? And I struggled for about six months with, you know, all types of addiction, uh, painkillers, mostly nightlife, things like that. Cause I just got really on the dark, dark path. Finally put down the painkillers and got my life together. And I started a construction company, uh, Caden Premier Enterprises. We became the largest African-American subcontracting company in the city of Baltimore in the state of Maryland, the area of site work. So site work, site development, utilities, we did it, you know, grading, excavation, and we were eight-figure year business. Unfortunately, as the company grew, my ego grew right along with it. <laughs> and I made some really bad mistakes and I lost some of my best employees. And then on top of that, I got into a job where I spent close to about mm, 
$3 million of my money unexpectedly. And when the developer denied my change order, it sent me into a chapter seven complete bankruptcy. 2013, I moved to Raleigh where I'm at currently and I lost everything. Home, gone. Cars, gone. Money, gone. Credit, gone. Everything you could think of. I got down to my last $400. And after that, I was working a couple of different jobs, you know, Merrill Lynch for a short time, got fired to a construction company the next day, Galen, fired from that job five days later, so fired twice in the same week. The only job I could get, along with coaching football to the youth, I was a custodian where I made $8.25 an hour on the graveyard ship, 10 p.m. till 5 a.m. And I ended up having my rock bottom moment of clarity as a custodian when somebody trash, rotten meat, nasty, protruding garbage got over my body, my skin, and my clothes. And that was my wake-up call. That was my call to leadership action within myself. I tell people there's two things you can have in life to be successful, accountability and responsibility. And leadership is the foundation of both because accountability is the internal promise that you make to yourself to do what's need to be done. Then you have responsibility, which is the external promise you make to others to do what they need you to do for them so they can have success in their life. No accountability, no responsibility for me at that point. But once I had that spoiled milk moment, things changed came home, wrote down my three biggest strengths, said, oh, I'm going to be a keynote speaker. This sounds fantastic. Tony Robbins did it. He was a janitor. Huh, why can't I? I'm just going to be rolling the dough. They're going to love me, my story. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I don't know how to really craft the keynote. I don't know how to stay on pitch with topics, but they're going to hire me because I'm a former NFL athlete. Yay, let's go do it. Two and a half years, Galen, not one paid job. Not one. Got my first paid job finally in April 2016 with Miller Mock College, a small college in Wilmington, North Carolina. I was their 100th commencement graduation keynote speaker. And so as a result of that, I then developed, I got coached, I learned from great leaders. I put myself in a position of being humble I stopped trying to have an ego. I stopped trying to worry about getting paid. And I worry about bringing the law of value, which is basically give more in value than you receive in payment. And today I've now worked for our, our, not me, because there's more people than me. Our brand has now worked for 35 Fortune 500 brands as a speaker. I'm a three-time best-selling author. We are a consultant. We are a business coach. We are a podcast co-host. I have a podcast that I co-host was in the top one and a half percent globally ranked for all podcasts in all categories after only seven months of being out. And here we are today. You know, I tell everybody I'm a man that nine years ago was bankrupt, broke, almost homeless, making $8.25 an hour as a custodian to here we are today. Wow, that is one heck of a story, man. And I, I'll tell you, I, I can identify with so much of that. 
Uh, I, I mean, you know, my, my life in corporate America, 30 years in corporate America, managing P&Ls, working for some of the biggest brands on the planet. And the last role that I had was was really kind of training, development, working with executives, that kind of thing, and and never really concerned or, or, or frightened or bothered or nervous in front of groups. So very much like you, hey, I've been watching Les Brown for years. I know how he does this thing. And, and Eric Thomas had just come on the scene. So sh surely if Eric Thomas can do this, then Galen Bingham can do this. And it's not until you get in the room with Dr. Willie Jolly and and a Sir Charles Carey and and all these cats that do this for real that you realize th this is more than just having a good story. <laughs> there's there's actually a process to this thing. If you want to do it well, there's a process to this. And man, I'll tell you, you do have to get to that point where you put your ego aside and say. All right, let, let me learn, <laughs> just like you did in football, right? You, you, you obviously, you, you don't get to the NFL just by saying, hey, I'm fast. Uh, I can hit. Let me just, let me just, you know, roll up and see if the Tennessee Titans will, will, will take a guard, right? I don't, I don't know that it happens like that, but I suspect there's some it training died, that went into that. Just a little bit. <laughs> Uh, okay, so I want to get into this conversation, but I, I would be remiss if I didn't give a nod to a, a bison because my brother and my sister are both bison. And you've just, if you double back and, and listen to season two, you will hear my conversation with, with two bison. You guys, you guys go pretty hard to the paint. I mean, Howard, you guys know how to do it over there. Howard's the Mecca. I mean, when I went there in 98 to 02, I mean, you got to remember when I was there, man, Cosby show was huge. Different world was huge. Mm. Um, Martin, uh, you know, living single, you know, all the shows that were there. So for us being at Howard at that time was a privilege and getting into Howard is not easy either. Like their academic and education standpoints and their standards are super high. So you need to be a phenomenally, a phenomenally educated athlete to go to Howard because the they just they don't allow just anybody in. But man, so for me going to Howard and going to the Mecca and going where my dad went to school and you know, I only lived like 15 minutes away from Howard. So I was really close to my dad when he was alive. So having my father, you know, in my life and having him there to be, you know, there for me and watch all of my games at Howard and go to mostly all my away games, you know, as a bison and, you know, then having my grandfathers come to the games and all this stuff, like it literally for me was heaven on earth because, you know, I'm really big on, you know, that whole, you know, taking care of family and being involved with people in your family. And so for me, it was really great to have everybody close to me while I was at Howard. So um, to me, man, it was just, it was just great. Uh, you know, and I'll, I'll tell you, man, the, the whole HBCU experience, um, you know, I, I didn't have the opportunity to to do the HBCU myself, uh, but my daughter is currently at Spelman College and mm -hmm. just the, the, the things that she's learning, uh, as I've said on so many episodes, I, I can't even pronounce the things that she's learning in depth. And just to your point, the rigor that it takes 
to be just part of that family is just uh, for someone on the outside looking in. I just I had no I had no idea. And then just to come out with the level of self knowledge, the level of self pride uh, and the tradition uh, that goes along with that. That could be an episode all of its uh, all on its own. Hey, it's not too late. Hit that subscribe button so you're sure to catch the next episode. If you're really enjoying the vibe, leave us a review or become a VIP for guests and show exclusives. Cheers. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.